1: for the official result, and it's coming through now. First,
2: number 13. Tiger Roll has got it, and the
3: roll! When a horse wins a race, let alone a Grand National, few people will ever understand what's involved to get them there. Those moments don't just happen.
4: He went at the right time and he held on, and what a game performance from Tiger Roll.
3: It was in mid-December 2013, years before he'd make sporting history, that a three-year-old Tiger Roll had just been bought by Michael O'Leary and arrived to Gordon Elliott's training yard in County Meath. Tiger wasn't to know it then, but he was just about to make a new, lifelong friend.
1: My name is Karen Morgan. Um, I've been involved with Tiger Roll since he first arrived in Gordon's in the yard. There was a few horses that came in at that time, but he stood out a little bit because he was a little bit quirky. He was quite boyish and he was a little bit of a handful in that he was always on his
3: toes. You're listening to episode four of Tiger Roll, The People's Horse from RTE Documentary in One.
1: So he arrived and my job really would have been to look after him. I didn't know a massive amount about what he had done He didn't come with any big labels as such, you know. um, Some horses, when they're bought for a lot of money, you know, they come with big expectations, but he just kind of came like any other one did off that lorry that day. He, you know, he was a character from day one. He was kind of bold and cheeky, and he would have been a messer. Um, He would have been. A little bit to simplify it, like, you know, he'd be jumping around the place, he would have been easily excited. He wanted to go and get on at what he'd done every day. We would have noticed him from the very beginning in that he didn't just blend in. He, you know, he stood out a little bit, he was always noticeable.
3: This was now Tiger's fourth home. And moving can be stressful for a horse. New people, new surroundings, even the taste of food and water can be different. As Tiger was now three going on four years old, in human terms, that would have been like an 18 or 19-year-old, still finding your way in the world and bursting with energy.
1: At that point, you know, there would have been a lot of lads that were riding him out on a regular basis. It wasn't, wasn't just one person. You were, were lucky to ride him because you knew that you were valued as a rider, you know, to be able to, to manage him.
3: The first rider at Gordon's Yard that got up in Tiger was jockey Lisa O'Neill, who still works with Gordon, and was saddling up a horse when Michael met her.
5: So when was the first time you met Tiger
0: Roll?
6: Uh, I was The first time I met Tiger Roll was when he arrived here from the sales um, and I actually had to throw the saddle on his back and ride him the first day he was here, so um, it was a memorable day because he was very fresh and it was one that sticks in my memory because I was lucky to stay on board. Um, He was quite athletic and enthusiastic that day because he was fresh and um, yeah it was that was the first day I met Tiger but uh, he's like a part of the furniture in here now.
3: When Tiger first met Lisa they both spent a bit of time trying to figure each other out.
6: You always have a look at something when when you don't know what it is. But uh, from day one you knew straight away that he was he just had that kind of character about him and you get to know him and you get to love him because because of his characteristics. He's a lovable he's not a rogue but he he's lovable kind of horse and um, and he's a bit of attitude to go along with it which is brilliant. I'd rode him out loads at home. And I knew what he was capable of.
3: And what Tiger Roll was capable of was a step up in standard from his first race that he'd won about six weeks earlier at Market Raising. In a yard as big as Gordon Elliott's, it's easy to see how a horse is doing alongside all the other horses Gordon has in training. And Tiger was doing well with plans being made for his next race. Tiger was one of about 140 different horses that Jiggenstown House Stud raced that season, and his jockey was to be Davy Russell, Jiggenstown's first choice jockey, known as a retained rider. Davy Russell grew up in Yall, County Cork. He started out riding ponies at his dad's farm, then progressed to racehorses, before eventually turning professional. And by 2012, Davy, had become champion Irish national hunt jockey, a title he won again the following year.
7: The national hunt equivalent was taken by Davy Russell.
3: The corkman has enjoyed his best year to date in the saddle, clinching the
8: champion jockey crown.
9: It's been great and, and I've ridden some very nice horses and I suppose really getting to ride the real good horses is probably the most pleasure part of it. The Jiggan Sound, they, they installed a lot of faith in me and... Um, uh, they kept backing me, so I, I, I suppose they pushed me over the line more so than anything.
3: Davey was 33 years old now, and at the top of his game. And on New Year's Eve 2013, as Tiger Roll was settling into Gordon Elliott's yard,
4: Davey was racing at Punchestown
3: Racecourse. He'd been Michael O'Leary's number one rider for six years now. And that afternoon, after another good day's riding for Chickenstown, Michael O'Leary asked Davy to go for a cup of tea. He had some bad news for Davy. Which quickly became national headlines.
2: Some breaking news from the world of racing coming into us this evening. Ireland's champion jumps jockey Davy Russell has parted company with Michael O'Leary's Gigginstown House Stud this evening. Details, as I say, limited on this one, but at present, but it looks like Brian Cooper could be the biggest benefactor in this one. Surely we'll have plenty more on it over the next coming days on the track. If
3: Davy hadn't been Boston sacked Bob by Gigginstown, he'd have been riding Tiger Roll in his first ever race on Irish soil. Which was now lined up for early February 2014 in Leopardstown, Dublin, but now a new, younger, and -and up-and-coming jockey was taking his place.
4: Hi, I'm Brian Cooper. I'm a professional jockey in Ireland. Um, I was lucky enough to ride Tiger All in his early part of his career. Um, I rode him in his first first start in Irish soil. Um, I was quite young at the time. I was lucky enough to fall in for the position when David got let go and I got a phone call off Michael on um, New Year's Day to say, come up, uh, he rang me and I, I'd spoken to Michael quite a bit through, throughout the years of riding when I was younger and um, he just asked me to come up to his head office in in Ryanair and have a chat about things and um, he offered me the job that day and we went through a few bits and pieces and I was you know, I was 19 years of age, I was shocked, I was sitting in one of the biggest businessmen in, in the, the world in his head office at 19 and trying to negotiate a contract, as if you say, you know. So um, it was great, it was a fantastic opportunity to get and it was any young jockey's dream, you know. Back at Gordon's yard, Tiger Roll was
3: now being prepared for just his second ever race, which was in a few weeks' time. And jockey Lisa O'Neill can remember back then.
6: A horse that runs first time out. The the next time he runs, he kind of knows, he's a bit more clued in and knows what he's doing a little bit more, Um, you know. They're animals at the same time, so you, they're, not, they're not machines. You, you can't just programme them to run well. Um, it all, all takes a matter of time uh, and work and effort. So uh, it's like a child growing up, you know. They don't go to school on the first day and know what they're doing. Um, so the more, the more they do it, the more they know.
3: Horses love routine. And one of the things that Gordon Elliot did when Tiger arrived to his yard was to give him a stable of his own, which he is still in today and where he can look out and see all the action across the yard. Like all of the horses in training at Gordon's, Tiger has three meals a day, breakfast, lunch and dinner, and he's also partial to polo mints as a
5: treat. How are you doing? We're looking for a busty. That's me. How are you doing, Michael from Doctrine
4: One? This is Liam. Well, how are you going? Good. Yes, you want to go down to the gallop?
5: Yeah.
3: In the weeks leading up to Tiger's second race, his exercise routine fell in with the rhythm of all the horses Gordon had in training much the same routine as it is today where after breakfast Tiger walks the 5 or 600 metres from his stable to Gordon's gallops along with 20 or 30 other horses and then it's on to the gallops as Ian Busty-Armond, assistant trainer to Gordon Elliot explains
4: They're just out now trotting, they'll all warm up here they'll do two trots around this gallop just to warm up and then they'll do uh, two canters today Monday's sort of an easy day for them A lot of them would have had Sunday off so they're just getting back on again for the week so they'll do uh, two trots and then two canters about a mile and two canters, and that'll be done for today. then.
3: When the exercise is over, Tiger and all the horses head back to the yard, get washed down and are then put into a big circular motorised walker for about 15 to 30 minutes, walking around to help them cool down and then it's back to his stable for the rest of the day. Tiger continued his jump training too, of course, because on Sunday, February 9th, 2014, about eight weeks after Tiger had arrived to Gordon's yard, he was now going to race in graded company. This was a huge step up from his first race that he'd won, and Brian Cooper was
4: going to ride him. First, thing I'd probably heard of Tiger Roll is when the entries come out for the a big the big meeting at Leopardstown. That February, um, he was entered up for the juvenile hurdle that day, and I, would say I schooled him that Friday morning, and Gordon, Gordon's gave him a pop, and that was the first I ever heard of Tiger Roll. being followed by Tiger and the Henry Higgins. So
3: Tiger's first race saw him win about four thousand euros for finishing first. This juvenile hurdle at Leopardstown was a Grade One race where trainers only enter what they consider their best young horses. First prize here was €50,000 and about 15,000 for second.
4: Then comes Tiger Roll and But
3: more importantly, this race would let Jigginstown and Gordon really know what kind of horse they had in Tiger.
4: And Guitar Pete the leader now as they come down to the final flight and on the run up towards the finish, it's Guitar Pete and Barry Garrity out three in front of Tiger Roll. Flint finished second to uh, Guitar Pete. It was a very good run first run in Ireland in a grade 1 company stepping up from maiden hurdle level. And um, we came out of that day very, very pleased. You know, there was a lot of positives to take out of it. It was very tough and very nimble to jump. You know, he's he very really quick through the air. And um, at that day in Eperstone, he was off the bridle for a long way, and he kept going. You know, so we knew he was quite tough.
3: Off the bridle means Brian had to push Tiger along to keep up with the pace of the race. A sign a horse is really enjoying his running. And that toughness in Tiger, his breeder Jerry O'Brien spoke about that in episode one. Both his mother and grandmother were tough. Now it was to see if Tiger could do it at the largest jump racing festival in the world, Cheltenham. You'll remember Eddie O'Leary, racing manager at Jiggins Town House Stud, had bought Tiger for the Fred Winter Hurdle at Cheltenham. But now he felt that he might have a shot at the Triumph Hurdle, the best race of the year for four-year-old hurdlers.
7: He was second in the, in the Juvenile Lepson on Christmas, and from then on he was a Triumph Hurdle horse more than a Fred horse. Because he progressed so much, but you, and, and you can see that he was unraced. So I got Alphentemix earlier. Nice did a great job to win him out so well, and the horse progressed through that into becoming a good horse. That's that's what. That, so the
3: horse told us. How often does that happen? Not too often. Mags O'Toole, who was involved in buying Tiger Roll.
2: Well, it's you know always had been the best four-year-old hurdle of the year. It's a funny race because a lot of times horses don't seem to go on
3: in national hunt jump racing there are lots of different types of races and they're tailored to lots of different types of horses March 2014 and Tiger was now about to run in the triumph hurdle in Cheltenham a race where horses generally don't progress from it's like they hit their racing peak early in life at about four years old
2: it's usually for horses M um, X flat horses so they've been running for 18 months so they have an edge and they have they're just much more precocious horses um, which is probably because they've been doing it from early on that's why a lot of them probably don't go on. It's certainly not a race for what we know traditionally as national hunt horses.
3: In the weeks leading up to Cheltenham in March 2014 Tiger was up to his usual antics full of character and messing around. But every time he got in the gallops or jumped over a hurdle, he was in the racing zone. Gordon Elliott brought seven horses to Cheltenham that year. With Brian Cooper now the first choice rider for
4: Jiggenstown, he was going to ride Tiger Roll at the Cheltenham Festival. And we were looking forward to March for the Triumphle. I think we, we felt he was going there we would improve an awful lot from his first run. And we thought we'd a live Triumph contender going there. Having loaded Tiger Roll, along with his six other runners at the
3: festival, Gordon and his team crossed the Irish Sea and arrived to Cheltenham a few days in advance of the festival. Preparation is key for these big race meetings and, of course, it's all about settling the horses in. About 260,000 people descend in the Cheltenham festival over its four days, making it one of the biggest live sporting events in Europe.
2: Yes, it's finally arrived, the 2014 Cheltenham Festival, where we'll witness the finest racing that National Hunt has to offer. Four days, 27 races, around 450 horses taking part, but there can only be one winner of each race. Irish runners are plenty, with 23...
3: Brian Cooper, today, Gordon Elliott and, and Jiggenstown were really hopeful of their chances of success at the festival that year. But by the end of day two, they had no winners.
5: And approach the tapes and they're often racing for the Fred Winter juvenile handicap hurdle. And as the Fred Winter
3: was setting off, the race that Tiger had initially been targeted for, hopes were high that a Jigging Sound horse, trained by Gordon Elliott and ridden by Brian Cooper, could give them all the first winner at the 2014 festival with a horse named Clarkham,
5: And Clarkham has gone badly, Henpe's a couple. Um at Dan was one that was brought down there, so another incident-pack race. Clarkham
3: got up and ran away. But his jockey Brian Cooper wasn't so lucky. His first Cheltenham Festival, as Jiggenstown's first choice rider, was
4: now over. Um, it's unfortunate I broke my leg on the Wednesday off Clarkham, another juvenile hurdle for And for um, He fell at second last, so um, you know, Tiger Roll was one of the ones I was looking forward to riding later in the week and it was just a pity I missed him. News of Brian's injury
3: made the RTE 6 o'clock TV news that evening.
2: It is to Cheltenham we go first. Day two of the festival produced two Irish-trained winners. Brian Cooper wasn't so fortunate he
7: suffered a broken leg. Cooper, who is the retained rider for Gigginstown House Stud, fell two out aboard Clarkham in the Juvenile Handicap Hurdle. The Kerry jockey had been due to
8: partner last... The, the question now was cold.
3: who would ride Tiger Roll in Friday's Triumph Hurdle? That question could only be answered by Tiger's owner, Michael O'Leary. Fate and destiny are words that are thrown around a lot in sport, but in the story of Tiger Roll, they matter. The jockey who would now ride Tiger Roll in Cheltenham in twenty fourteen would forge a relationship of success and endeavour that will be forever remembered.
8: Yeah, obviously Brian Cooper was a stable jockey to, to Jigging Sound at the time and was having a broken leg, but unfortunately in this game that, that, that's what happens, you know. And Davy Russell fell in for the ride. Davy Russell, the jockey Michael O'Leary had let go as his first choice rider just weeks earlier,
3: never thought he'd be part of Tiger Roll's story. But fate intervened. And Davy was now about to ride in the Gigginstown Colours aboard Tiger Roll in Tiger's very first race at Cheltenham.
9: I I didn't know I was riding Tiger Roll in Cheltenham until the morning of the race because um, Brian Cooper was declared on him and he unfortunately got a nasty fall. Right, so we're in the paddock for our first race of the last day.
2: It's the JCB Triumph Hurdle. Let's have a look at these juveniles, shall
3: we? Davy didn't actually get to meet Tiger until the parade ring, just minutes before the race was about to start. The Triumph Hurdle takes place on the day of the biggest race at Cheltenham, the Gold Cup. So it's a noisy, hyped-up place to be. You can feel the tension in the owners, jockeys and grooms. And horses can feel it too. This was a whole new environment for Tiger. And now he was about to be ridden in the biggest race of his life by a jockey who he'd never even met. But that's the way it can be. It's at moments like these that Davey would need to lean in his years of experience right back from when he first learned to ride.
9: So my my preparation kind of starts when I get on the horse's back.
5: And jockeys are getting mounted and they're heading out onto the course for the opening contest. That is the aerial scene. Wow, what a scene. The sun shining, a beautiful day.
3: On the way to the starting line, walking through the crowds, Davy Russell was back in the Jiggins Town colours of maroon with a white star on the front, the same colours as Westmeath GAA.
9: And he knew Tiger Roll wasn't favourite to win this race. So I need to get him to the start, in, you know, nice and relaxed, and you're trying to figure out the lay of the land down there and get into that posse, that slot that you feel that you've already realised, maybe that that's the slot for me. Posse means position.
3: So getting the horse into the right place at the right time in the race.
5: And they're off! We jumped off, I got a lovely posse uh, on the outside. The who races on the outside of Tiger Roll. Midfield we were
9: York, coming to the second hurdle and I was caught a little bit wide. There was maybe three or four horses on the inside and um, two of the horses on the inside fell.
5: Leads them towards the second, dives and takes a heavy fall. Abyssal is out, and we've also had Adriana De Mott brought down. Then, all of a sudden, I just slotted right into
9: the ideal position, and I didn't have to go too wide. That opened up that gap in there, and to be honest, from that point on, I was. Never had a moment's worry. Everything just fell fell into place.
5: Wider at this stage as they head towards the next is Tiger Roll I
9: don't think anyone, bar
3: Tiger's breeder Jerry O'Brien, would have known. But today, March Fourteenth, two thousand and fourteen, was Tiger's birthday. On this day four years earlier, he'd been just finding his feet as a newborn foal. But here in Cheltenham, Tiger was a confident young horse, and out in the track. Davey and himself just seemed to click to understand each
5: other them
9: just had everything he was jumping
5: really well and
9: and traveling really well and pretty comfortable in himself
5: also traveling well is tiger Roll at this stage just ahead of
9: do uh, anything that would beat him is either a mistake or a better horse and there's nothing you can do about that
5: Rather Glen then behind these Linden
9: there's an extended long run between hurdles on that course so there was going to be a huge gap without an obstacle. So I didn't want to be um, left alone for too long in between the obstacles because he may idle or something like that. So I had a target in front of me horse called Guitar Pete. they
5: go down to the last, it's Guitar Pete, Kentucky, Hayden. Coming there strongly, Tiger Roll.
9: So I had him to take me where I needed to go and when we had levelled off to the last.
5: Tiger Roll coming there strongly for Davy Russell.
9: Finding, keep finding, keep finding, down to the last, wing the last and run at the hill. From there on in, it just would have taken a very good horse to beat me in.
5: It's Tiger Roll, who's two legs clear. Kentucky Hyden is very tired indeed. And it's Tiger Roll, driven out, who will win the triumph for Gordon Elliott, Davy Russell, and Jiggins Town start.
3: Tiger had done it. He'd won at Cheltenham, the Olympics of jump racing in just his third ever race. Tiger's Triumph Hurdle win was Gordon Elliott's only win at Cheltenham that year. And it was the first win of the week, not just for Michael O'Leary and Jiggenstone, but for Davy Russell too.
9: It was, it was elation because 12 hours beforehand, I would no ride in the race. I I'd, I'd one ride left, was 50 to 1 in the Gold Cup. And, and now I'm after riding a grade one winner at the Cheltenham Festival. So... I felt going into the meeting that I would have struggled to ride a winner. And now I'm after riding a winner. It was just an unbelievable feeling. And um, it really was, it was incredible.
3: Tiger Roll's win, at least for Davey, was overshadowed that day. Because Davey went on to win the biggest race of the week at Cheltenham, the Gold Cup, on a rank outsider named Lord Windermere. In fact Davy went on to ride another winner that same day for Jigginstown. And all the while Brian Cooper, who should have been riding Tiger Roll, well he was somewhere he really didn't want to be.
4: What did you think of the race? Did you watch it? No, I didn't actually watch it back. I was um, I was getting my leg Back together in 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 Bristol Hospital, so I didn't get to see it. Um, I probably watched it back after a couple of weeks later. But you know, I was I I'd I'd missed three winners that Friday in Cheltenham, so the last thing I wanted to do was to watch them back. You know, but it was great. With you know, the the main thing about Chequenstown that day, Michael said, you know, however long it takes, um, these horses are there for you when you come back to ride from your injuries, which was fantastic. Look forward to Tiger all being one of them.
3: It'd be another six months before Brian was ready to race Tiger again who'd now returned home to Gordon's Yard after his Cheltenham heroics, where new plans were being put in place for him. Mags O'Toole.
2: Well, once they won that sort of a race, you're looking down to the following season that you might be hoping there could be a champion hurdle horse. We certainly didn't have that in our minds at the time. So it's just a matter of keeping going another year through the hurdle division.
3: Louise McGee is one of Tiger's grooms, and she can still remember that in March 2014, Tiger was still a young juvenile horse.
6: He had so much more development to, to come, like he was a lot lighter and, you know, if narrow, a narrower horse. Like if you look back at pictures, he, he looks like a different horse than he does now. Now he's much uh, wider and stronger looking. You know, you could see that he was just a baby and he had so much more to grow into himself and to, to progress.
9: He felt very mature for his age. But he had very little racing because he never ran on the flat. So that's probably where it left the scope for him to improve.
3: And Davy Russell knows that just because a young horse like Tiger showed great promise in hurdling, that doesn't actually tell you anything about the race career that might lie ahead for these young horses.
9: On a whole, a lot of them don't progress to the next level. So it takes an extraordinary juvenile to progress on.
3: The next race for Tiger was to be the Champion Hurdle at the Punchestown Festival, taking place in early May 2014, about seven weeks after his win at the Cheltenham Festival, and Davy Russell would be riding Tiger again. The Punchestown Festival was actually the final race meeting in the 2013-14 season, and Tiger's owners, Jiggins House Stud, were neck and neck for the Owners' Championship and would likely win it if Tiger won his race.
5: By eight legs at the final flight. And the
3: but in the final stages of that race, Tiger began to slow down, eventually finishing in seventh place. This was still only Tiger's fourth ever race, and everyone, including Tiger himself, were only beginning to find out what he was capable of.
9: I feel, looking back at it now, maybe Cheltenham left its mark, but... He, he's quite a playful character so it's hard to know whether he's really tired or not
8: it was a tough day for Tiger's trainer Gordon Elliott disappointed in Punchestown a lot of our horses ran flat that year um, I think Jigginsheim lost out in the owner's championship in that race I think they lost about 15 or 20 thousand but that's the game you know and that's why you have to appreciate it Gordon and his team took Tiger
3: back home he'd now get a few months off from racing over the summer giving him time to relax and strengthen up in late summer, Tiger returned to training, and by October, he was heading back to Cheltenham again, and Brian Cooper was back riding him, just as Michael O'Leary had promised.
5: Uh, October 2014, back in Cheltenham, what happened?
4: His first meeting back in Cheltenham, it started a new season, and uh, Tiger all went there for a kind of uh, a second season juvenile hurdler, it was just restricted to four-year-olds really, and... Uh, he went over there and he won very well. Beat a horse of Paul Nichols called Caliptov. Mistake me for a wrong, but I think Sam twiston Davis rode him. And again, I was, I was probably the first horse off the bridle that day. And he, he showed real tough and guts to get up late on in the finish and get up by about half a length. Half running, it. and it's Tiger Roll who goes on by a half length or so to win. Calypso in second place is going to be very close for third. Bally has rallied to get third from Violet Dancer fourth.
9: Tiger Roll records an unlikely victory. I say unlikely as as coming down the hill, it looked as though Calypso was going stronger.
3: Tiger was now after winning three races, two of which were for his owner Jigginstone House Stud. Remember, they'd paid eighty thousand for him, and since then he'd won over 100000 in prize money, so he'd already paid for himself. His Jiggenstown owners were now aiming Tiger at a race that would see him collect a quarter of a million euros if he could win it at next year's Cheltenham.
7: Suddenly we thought we might have a champion hurdle horse, and we were progressing through that. That's why he He won first of in Cheltenham in October. Then went up the north for the WKD hurdle.
3: And 11 days after that October win in Cheltenham, Tiger was brought to Down Royal in Northern Ireland for another hurdle race. Towards the top bend in the WKD hurdle and little King... And Bob Brian Cooper was riding Tiger again. King of the picks, Tiger is
4: ease now... And yeah, look, we are going to Down Royal, which is probably the starting point for a lot of second season, obviously, who could turn into champion hurdle contenders. We're going there thinking he's going to hopefully turn into champion hurdle contender and I think I jumped about four hurdles and I had to pull him up. He went wrong behind.
3: The time. And they're being followed, Tiger Rose being pulled up and King of the Picks right. And just
4: didn't feel right. He pulled up lame. And uh, look, it's the same as any athlete, long distance runner, short distance runner, when they feel they feel something go wrong, you have to pull up. So the part of being a jockey is known to... You know, I I felt Tiger Roll wasn't 100% that day. So I took the, took the decision to pull him out of the race. For any owner or trainer... Any time you see your horse being pulled up, you know it's
3: trouble. Eddie O'Leary has been around horses all his life, and he knew things didn't look good. He
7: thought he had a broken pelvis, as in he pulled up with what looked like a broken pelvis.
3: A broken pelvis is a really serious injury for a racehorse, and likely a career-ending one. Almost immediately after the race, Tiger's trainer, Gordon Elliott brought him back to his training yard in County Meath.
8: Yeah, we, we thought he broke a pelvis or something behind and we got him home and you know, Vets examined him, X, Y, and Z and there was not, there was nothing physical detached or broken or anything wrong but he obviously slipped something or or maybe done ligaments or done some d- deep tissue thing. I'm not a veterinary surgeon so I'm not qualified really to answer exactly what happened.
7: So he's obviously stretched a ligament or something in there which can be as, as sore as a fracture as you know if but something Something fell off that day, and and it took took him a long, 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 long time to go over that.
3: Brian Cooper's actions that day in Down Royal could well have saved Tiger Roll's racing career.
4: Maybe if I didn't pull him up, we mightn't have a Tiger Roll now. You know, that, that, that problem might have occurred longer, further down the line, and something might have actually broken if I kept going. So hopefully that saved, causing more serious damage. Tiger was about to enter the first period in his racing career where he'd completely
3: lose his way it's as if he forgot he was a racehorse again and it would take
8: him at least another 18 months to get back on track. Whatever happened that day, whether it broke his heart or what happened, it took us a long, long time to get him back.
3: And that's where we'll be going in episode 5 of Tiger Roll, The People's Horse. Tiger Roll, The People's Horse was written, recorded and produced by Michael Lawless, Tim Desmond and myself, Lemo O'Brien. Sound design by Damien Chanel. Production assistance from the ORT documentary in one team. And a special thanks to all our contributors and to the ORT design, marketing and creative audio departments. For further information on the series, visit orteie forward slash tiger roll. Thanks for listening.